the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. To the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio. Heard every Saturday from 12 to 3. Uh, I had an amazing time yesterday. I uh, kind of lost my cool. I felt like my inner Sean Thompson came out. Um, I, I, it, it probably was because he called in, because I normally don't lose my cool like that. But I, I, I had to lose it because, you know, I was really upset that we're sending more money to Ukraine. And I played an audio of a uh, a soldier who was pulled over by a cop, or cop responded to a, a a vehicle that was on the side of the road, and this guy was. I mean, you heard the pain in his in his in his voice, and uh, it just it just sent me off um, because, as some of you know, and um, I've I've been you know personally affected by suicide, so it was something that really 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 pushed me a little little bit over the edge yesterday. So um, I was a little out of character with that. But, you know, sometimes you got to get a little angry and um, sometimes you got to express it because where we're headed in this in, in, in our in our nation and in the world, it just doesn't seem like there's enough people willing to just put it all on the line to say we've had enough. And um, who doesn't especially those who have platforms to do such. And uh, I know Sean Thompson does that here. Um, <laughs> uh, six nine. He said I I had this. I was possessed with the spirit of Sean Thompson. Yeah, it probably was. Um, uh, but I'm I'm so happy that um Sean is Sean and his family is doing well down in Florida. Uh, we're gonna have a couple of guests today. Um, we're gonna Nick Richmond. We're sitting in the Matrix Home Solutions. He's gonna join us a little later in the show to talk about to discuss what's um what's happening in his world down in Naples and if his um home was affected. But um. Pistol Pete, can we can we play my song just for my the, the guest guest co-host in here with me today? Because Mark, this is for you, buddy. <laughs> that's it. That's enough, Pete. <laughs> How do you feel, Mark Vargas? Host of Mark My Words with Mark Vargas, heard every Sunday night from seven to nine. Welcome, brother. Thank you, man. I feel like I have to take you to dinner now. <laughs> well, you are a actually can, a candlelight dinner. John. Oh, I don't know about that one now. We we can't we can't. I don't know about the candlelight dinner, but but you you know, Mark. I don't know if you heard the show yesterday and, and that part where I, I kind of lost it. Um, you know, as you heard that the um, stopgap measure was passed in the in the in the Senate and it's on its way to the House, and they sent another twelve point something three billion dollars to Ukraine. That's now 
Sending count over $100 billion that we sent to Ukraine right now. And we have all these issues that we have here in America. People, are, are they just don't know, you know, how they're going to live, for, you know, for the day. You know, and, and it really upset me. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, that's why we have America first. Yeah. Make America great again. These slogans, they're more than just a political slogan. I think it's a call to arms. And you're right. We have so many challenges here at home. Families are still trying to recover. Small businesses are trying to recover. Restaurants are trying to recover. Families are trying to recover. And you have a Congress that's so out of touch and sending billions and billions of dollars overseas when we should be keeping those dollars here at home and taking care of our people. Especially when the price of everything has gone astronomically through the roof, Mark. Gas, bread. I mean, a, 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 we, uh, a carton of eggs, man. We pay a dollar and something. Now it's three dollars and something to get a carton of eggs. Eggs are higher. The price of eggs are higher than Hunter Biden. And that's. <laughs> oh, gosh. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's hard to imagine. Now, that's really odd, though. That's really high, Mark. But, you, I mean, you were at an event um, a couple of nights ago, I think it was, where parents who lost kids to oh, violence. How, talk to us. How, how was that event? Heartbreaking. And who was it? Who, who put it on? Heartbreaking. It was moms of violent crime victims, and they have different support groups around the south and west sides of Chicago. And I was the keynote speaker. Three hours. There were about 13 moms, the common denominator, all of their the killers of their children, their sons and daughters, are free. Wow. And they were never charged. And there were a couple of recent ones. A mother spoke that her son was murdered on Valentine's Day. Another mother spoke and said that her son was murdered in October. So this coming October will be a year. It was just heartbreaking. They actually had photos. I think I sent this to you, John. And yeah. I'm going to post this on my social media here shortly but they had a three tables full of photos framed photos of loved ones every single one of those their killers have not been charged wow their killers are not facing justice and probably don't even know who the killers are at some most point. of them some don't of them, even right. know who the killers are nobody's speaking the snitches get stitches thing yeah. uh, is a big problem because they're not able to identify who the real killers are nobody wants to talk but i'll tell you it was emotionally draining and john i'm not a guy that gets scared but yeah. you feel like a dark spirit yeah and when i went home uh, i wanted to keep the lights on i oh. mean it was the first time that i just felt this dark wow. presence around me yeah. and i've never felt that way before but hearing these horrific stories from these moms who are still in pain whether this was eight months ago or 26 years ago that was the um yeah the diversity in in these stories it's just horrendous, and we need to. I, I share with them. We need to honor uh, their loved ones by continuing to fight for justice. Yeah, and and you you've you've been hanging out with I think I believe his name is Justin from Chicago Crime Chasers, Chi Town Chi Town Crime Chasers, and and what are some of the stories that he's he's told you about some of the things that he's he's been out there because he he reports live and he's everywhere throughout the city of Chicago. I mean, from the Gold Coast to the Soul Coast, that's where he's at. That, in the words of Ken Duncan. And it's it's only getting worse. Yeah, and that's the problem. I mean, it's they're there on the scene when bodies are getting covered. Yeah, there's blood all over the street or on the sidewalk. It's just. But very, we're living very, in the summer of joy, though, right? Very, yeah, summer of joy. Very violent and graphic 
scenes. But Justin will tell you a couple of things, John, and you probably already know this is as a former law enforcement official, this is what's dangerous. Chicago is now encrypting their uh, police scanners. So yeah. you're not able to hear what's happening. Yeah. And that's a that's a danger to the community because if you're, for example, at a university campus and you're the campus police, you want to know what's happening in your area because the scanners are now encrypted. They're flying blind. So they're not they're not sharing with other departments? They're, no. No. So they're flying blind, and that's creating a huge problem in terms of the safety of, of uh, various communities and campuses. And I think the real reason – as, is because they don't want you to know how much crime is actually really Correct. happening. This is how you Correct. suppress the crime, suppress the data. Some of these things that they're noticing, like Chi-Town Crime Chasers yeah. and others, that it's not being reported on, on apps like uh, – what? why am I drawing a uh, – Citizen App. Citizen App, yeah. yeah it's yeah. not being reported on Citizen App. Yeah. And so this is just another way to suppress uh, because you, actual you, crime. Because you get the actual – real raw footage of what's actually happening where they can't control the narrative of that. And I think that's one of the reasons why, and this is probably, I get why the cops would do that. I get why they would do it, but it sounds like this is something from higher up to say, we can't, we can't continue to allow people the Chicagoans to really see what's really happening, especially in the election year. Um, and then an election year coming up in, and what's that April of 2023 for the mayor. That's right. And they know that folks like Justin are there at the crime scene filming, live in real time going on facebook live they don't want that and i so, bet you the cops are appreciate it i bet I, you the street the street grunts appreciate that i'm sure they do but it's a scary thought to know that uh, the the scanners are being encrypted yeah and and because and, i listen because when anytime i go i i, I have I, i've downloaded the 50 app and anytime i go to chicago i have it on because at one time i was driving in chicago i was traveling i was over by 70 something in wabash and I hear a call come out, shots fired. And then they said what the address marked. Literally, I was a half a block away from where the shots were just fired. Tom Tom DeVore has a campaign staffer whose daughter lives in Lincoln Park where the average price of a home is $700,000. Witnessed her neighbors being dragged out at gunpoint wow. and robbed. This is in Lincoln Park. Yeah. yeah. At, as it relates to the Safety Act, you ain't seen oh, nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing. And we're going to get more into that. As the show progresses, because um, I've invited uh, State Representative Marty Moylan, uh, Marty McLaughlin, in former uh, Marty Moylan. He's a he's a former mayor too. Yes, I see. Um, he's a former mayor of Barrington as well, um, and he's one of the good ones. I know Sean doesn't think a lot of good um, representatives, especially in the Republican side of the album. Marty McLaughlin is one of the good ones, and I, anytime I can get him on the show, because he just filed some bills to uh, request some trailer bills to come out um, for the to to try to you know, fix. I, I don't think it needs to be fixed. I need. I think it needs to be gutted. In my opinion, the entire safety act. Uh, I mean, now, now does do we need to have some type of reform in the cash bail system? I do. I do believe that. I, I really do, um, because it's it's it's. And I'll use the Democrats' word. It's not fair in some areas, some regards. And so I I do believe we need. There needs to be because we looked at it when I was down there, and we just didn't have the the people willing to you know pull the trigger. On fixing the safety act, but you know, I'm, I mean the, the that bill, that portion of the bill, but I mean there's so much more to that safety act, Mark, that nobody's talking about. You know, uh, if I was there, if I was in committee, one of the things that I really would have harped on, while we're trying to 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 to, to change and and fix criminals' records, we're now giving cops records, and and these records stay on these cops' 
um, in their in their file indefinitely. They they can never be destroyed, even if it's a anonymous complaint, because now there can be an anonymous anonymous complaint against a cop. Yep. Without them having to sign a sworn affidavit, dude, that is dangerous. You know how much time and effort that's gonna take away from you know the policing com- the system. I mean, Mark, is, 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 that's just one thing. That's just one thing. And and, and how how are we going to get through that as a as a as a state and as as a city, especially the city of Chicago? How 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 can we fight that? You know, and here's the problem, John. When you're talking about if you were still in Springfield, Republicans' voices are essentially useless in Springfield. Yeah. So even if you had a good idea or yeah. you oppose something, you would be voiceless. Yeah. Democrats have such a strong grip a 74 of, or something like of that? control that Republicans are, you know, null and void. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's going to be... That's why we need more state reps and state senators in Springfield so that they, they don't rubber stamp all of this. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that there's like 70-something 70 of the seats that are, are being challenged this year because they've, they've slated people into a lot of these seats. Uh, I say slate them all. Make them work for those seats because you just never know. Remember, Marco Rubio wasn't supposed to be the United States senator from Florida. He was down 33 percentage points to Charlie Chris when he first, well, Chris, whatever his name is, when he first ran. And he came back. I'm telling you, we can strike lightning in a bottle in a lot of these seats if we just put somebody up. You just never know who could possibly win. No seat, no seat is safe, you know, especially in a year like this when, when people have lost so much, you know. No, it's it, it, you're right, and we got to force Pritzker to spend his lunch money. Yeah, look at this. The phone lines are, are full already. Hey guys, we'll take your calls when we get back. You're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. He's Mark Vargas. We'll be right back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to the Sean, Club, Sean Thompson Disco Club. That's what it sounds like going up in here. Like one of them old lounges, <laughs> you know? But I feel like I'm in, an, in one of those old lounges. My aunt used to own one right over by Wrigleyville. Uh, and we used to, long steps you had to get up to the bar. I said, how did, when they, I thought about it as I got older, I wonder how many people fell down those stairs drunk, you know, going down those stairs. It was a long flight, Mark. That's SOB music. Slide over, baby. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Hey, don't dim these lights now, Pete. <laughs> don't give Mark no no ideas. I'm telling you that. Uh, I'm John Anthony. Come He's on, Mark man. Mark. <laughs> I'm John Anthony. He's Mark Vargas. Um, Mark, you know, as, you know, as every time we get together, we love to have fun. And um, I, I'm, I'm excited about always bringing black and brown together. And t- we take over the airways of 560 The Answer, right? We do, man. <laughs> Let's go to the phone line because... I mean, they're hopping already. Let's go to Jim from South Elgin. Jim, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, guys. Good uh, good to hear you, Phil. And, um, you know, a lot of people are going to try to politicize this whole thing with global warming. Yeah. And people should understand, this last week, there's been a lot of seismic activity in Mexico and Central America. And Mexico, for example, on the Pacific side of the Mexico and southern uh, west part of Guatemala, there were five earthquakes uh, registering between point to about 4.2 on the Richter scale. Yeah. And then in the Caribbean side, all last week on the 25th, there was two. There was one on the 27th and one on the 30th. They had a whole corner of Guatemala and Honduras. Uh, Richter scale was 5 to 5.3. So 
imagine a cup of water sitting on your countertop yeah. and the water's still. Wow. But if you take the cup and you start to shake it, what does the water do? It starts to move. So I think the seismic activity kind of stirred up the water pot, so to speak. And then you couple that with the hot air from the sun, which is typical this time of year in the Caribbean, and that helps spawn this hurricane that was pretty yeah. uh, pretty strong. This was, this, was, this was a powerful one, too, Jim. It was, and I think part of that was because of the seismic activity that this last week, I mean, my people in Honduras, they, they were in the store, and the, the store started shaking, you know, yeah. and you know, it was like, like one day after another. So there was a lot of seismic activity that I think helped uh, combine with the uh, typical summer warmth that the Gulf has this time of year that caused it to be so strong. Yeah. You should have told them, don't worry, it's just Pritzker getting out of his SUV. Oh, I, I experienced that every morning. Well, That's right. Yeah, I forgot to open Chicago. the windows. It didn't done properly. Yeah, my coffee is shaking. It, I know when he gets out of the right. SUV. Oh, gosh. You, you, right. you see the what? what the, your, your coffee <laughs> The bathtub's full. It's like <laughs> splashing out. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Yeah, one of my rental properties, the tenants overflowed the bathtub, and it ruined the ceiling on the first floor. <laughs> uh, I, I can hear Janelle right now, Mark. <laughs> everybody is, thanks so everybody much, is upset. Thanks so much for calling us, Jim. Appreciate right. it, brother. Let's go to Michael from the South Side. Michael, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. John, Mark, uh, good to talk to you both. Hey. I hope both of you are well. Yes, doing well. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, this is a follow-up. I was the last call yesterday, so we didn't get a chance to talk, so I'm going to try again today. Yeah. It's regarding this. I have a burning question regarding the Safety Act. Okay. Does any reasonably intelligent person believe that the law will be applied equitably? Uh, we live here in Chicago, and as we know, some people are more equal than others. Mm-hmm. So does any reasonably intelligent person believe that this, this, the, a, the same criminal act committed against uh, a celebrity or a connected person uh, here in Chicago will be treated the same as the same act committed against nor, 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 an, an ordinary citizen? Right. In other words, if you trespass on Jesse Jackson's property, is that person going to get a ticket? or be eligible for no cash bill, or is he going to go straight to the cooler? Yeah, I, I, I'll That's tell you. a real big problem. You know what? i tell you, if I was if I was a Chicago police officer, everybody will get a ticket, I'm walking away. Because that's what the, that's what the act calls for. Uh, especially Chicago police. You know, I mean, they are under so much undue stress and pressure um, just from the, their, a lot of their leaders who, who despise them, uh, mayor included. You know, she, she wouldn't even take the Chicago police detail. You know, so if I was the cop, if I was, I, I would just write the ticket and I walk. I don't care. I wouldn't care who the person was that that, that house was um, trespassed to. That's just, and and I'm, I've talked to a lot of Chicago police officers, and, and that's from what they, what they're telling me. That's what they're going to do. I don't know what how, how you talk to people, Mark. No, same thing. Yeah. So um, I think that's what's going to happen, Mike. Well, that's a little scary, isn't it? I yeah. mean, I mean, Dan Dan Proft is right. It will be the purge. Yeah. I, it, it's it's I'm. Let's 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 hope you know that Springfield will come together and realize because I found it strange that the moment Tom DeVore started railing on the bill, you know, they fact checkers were saying, "Oh, he's lying, he's lying." But as soon as that happened, then you started seeing all of the uh, state attorneys from uh, from from what? How many of them? A hundred now, yeah, I think. A yeah. hundred out of a hundred and two. Yeah, and so that when you start seeing them coming after the bill. I mean, they knew. They knew. I, I, as I said on my show, thanks so much for calling, Mike. As I said on my show, uh, you know, this is how you knew something was wrong with the bill. Each legislative district, 
if, if it's a swing district, they're going to protect that legislator. When I saw the likes of Marty Moylan and uh, uh, Katie Stewart, when I saw them voting against it, I knew that there were some, some issues or some portions of the bill that they had issues with, and they knew that it would come back and bite them. When was the last time you saw Democratic politicians going after a they Democratic attorney general? Doesn't it happen. never happens. Doesn't happen. They it, know it. This is, this is a seismic shift. I agree. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I throw my hands up in the air sometimes, saying, hey, gotta let go. Back to B96 up in here. Welcome back. To the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, you should. You need to change your name to DJ Pete. That's a nice. Sounds like B ninety six up in here. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and Right, heard every Saturday twelve to three. He's Mark Vargas, host of Mark My Words with Mark Vargas, heard every Sunday night from seven to nine. Woo, black and brown, baby. We're back and reunited. We're back. You know, Mark. You, we've been talking about the Safety Act. I mean, we both have done it you know, probably ad nauseum on our own shows because I think it's important. But I think a lot of people don't realize a, a, a lot of the bill was already enacted. Just the <laughs> some of the most egregious aspects of the bill, they pushed off until after the election. And I wanted to have join us uh, somebody who was a mayor because, when, because, you know, when you get into the brat, you get into the weeds of these, these things, th- where it really affects people are in the cities across the state of Illinois. And our next guest is a former mayor of Barrington Hills from 2013 to 2021. Uh, he's um, he's an outsider. He's a businessman, a reformer. Uh, he's a state rep from the 52nd District, which includes Barrington's, Fox River Grove, Algonquin, Wakanda, and Island Lake region. Um, he's somebody who believes in pro-small business, less tax and regulation, make, cr- make crime illegal again. Um, my friend, uh, one of the best mayors in the state of Illinois, and one of the best state representatives in the state in this state of Illinois, Marty McLaughlin. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show, sir. Sir, hey, John. Thank you for the intro. I, I can only disappoint from this moment <laughs> on after that intro. But uh, Mark, good to, good to talk with you too. Happy to be here today on a beautiful Friday. Thanks for having me on. It really is. You know, I, I saw the article in the Lake County Gazette. Um, they were getting your take on on what it you know what 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 will the Safety Act bring to your district to the area. Um, and one of the things you said was this puts all of our families, business, police, and communities at significant risk. Um, talk to us about what's, because you, you saw so many people, especially those on the left, saying that Republicans were spreading disinformation. Um, they were lying about how the Safety Act will affect communities and people. Um, what is the Safety Act, and why do we need to, 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 to introduce more trailer bills? In my opinion, I think we need to gut it completely and start all over again. Um, but why should we fix the Safety Act at this point? Yeah, um, when I was mayor, uh, I was also head of a police department, and the chief of police at that time uh, immediately came to me and said, uh, Marty, this is going to be terrible because we're going to have more people in the streets and in the region that potentially can harm our residents. So, you know, I'm no public safety expert, but I'm smart enough as a manager of businesses to you know, go find out who is and listen to the experts. 
Um, we completely ignored the Illinois Sheriff's Association, most of the state's attorneys. Um, I was sworn in uh, 10 minutes after the Safety Act was passed, so I was not part of it. But I, I watched what took place, and I was shocked that um, legislators couldn't look down the road a bit and see what the impact was going to be of letting people out um, that had violent criminal histories and all in the name of equity. Look, I'm all for equity, but, you know, I don't think it's equitable to have a millionaire out on a pretrial bond to, you know, uh, violently offend some domestic uh, abuse victim, nor do I believe someone with a negative net worth should do it. I think both of them should be kept in jail. So, you know, to me, that's not the kind of equity that I think voters wanted. And worse, it's been almost two years since this bill was passed, and it only started really causing trouble when people started figuring out what was in it you know, six, seven months ago. So um, I wish the media, not you guys, but I wish the general broader media would start paying more attention when we're on the floor telling what's going to happen two years ago and completely ignored because, um, you know, we've got that little R in front of our name, uh, Republican. And, and, you know, uh, I I saw that the Speaker of the House said that there's already been trailer bills. What what did it fix? What were the trailer bills that they said they fixed some aspects of the bill? Because I went back and I started reading through. I didn't really see much that they fixed. No, it was all about the optics. They knew they were in trouble if this got out, and it wasn't about the outcome. And that is all for Facebook posts for people running for office, so they look like they've fixed what was really a bad idea in the first place. You know, my my father has been gone a long time. Always used to say, never underestimate the damage that a well-intentioned bad idea will do. <laughs> and you know, we had a crucible of what cashless bail in Chicago for a year. Yeah. And in the first five months, there were like seventy offenses of violent criminals reoffending. And I don't mean to break this to anybody, but, you know, criminals don't just get caught the one time they do something. <laughs> it's it's normally the 15th or 20th time that they've actually done something that's true. they get caught. So, so you know, l- let's talk about burdening the police. These guys are, are doing their best uh, in difficult circumstances and women to go out and, and put people in jail. And the courts are opening the doors and letting them out five minutes later. You talk about demoralizing public safety. Uh, no wonder we can't get state police or city police, um, you know, people to come in and uh, sign up anymore. So, you know, we, we've got a big problem here. And I certainly hope that the voters, when they go to the polls on November 8th and early voting, remember um, who voted against and who voted for this, because I think it's going to impact all families, whether you're Republican, Independent, Libertarian, Green Party, I don't care. It's, it's a public safety issue. You know, this week you uh, co-sponsored four bills calling for the repeal of the Safety Act and some other things. Can you explain uh, to our listeners uh, what what uh, this bill is about? Yeah, there's four different bills, and, and primarily to just summarize it, it is to remove the cashless bail um, provisions that are in the General Safety Act. Um, uh, we can get lost in the weeds on the language of all of them, but but in general, it's to, it's to remove the cashless bail provision that was in the uh, the Safety Act, and um, it's just a bad idea all the way around. And you know, I I've, I've listened to the other side talk about, you know, the, the multimillionaire that may have a domestic abuse issue that can be let out on bail versus someone with a negative net worth that has to linger. I, I understand the argument. However, you know, the judges actually are at discretion yeah. with those bail amounts. So, you know, the argument from the Democrats is, well, judges will determine whether or not. Well, the judges already can determine whether somebody with financial means needs to uh, pony up, you know, 22 million or someone without financial means needs to pony up 50 bucks. That's already there. So the, the four bills that, you know, I co-sponsored along with a, n- a number of other Republican representatives 
is really to say, hey, guys, you know, make the public aware of how bad uh, this idea was and, and let's do some corrective measures. But, John, I'd be all for just gutting the whole thing. But, yeah. I, I, you know, without the votes, we right. need three more members on the House side to get out of the super minority and uh, I don't know how many on the Senate side. But uh, ho- hopefully we can uh, – we've got some great candidates running. We can get that done. I've got one more question for you, Marty. Um, it's remarkable. You've got 100 out of 102 states' attorneys that oppose yeah. this. But and in, sheriffs. And, and sheriffs. But in your opinion, sheriffs, what, yeah. what's the scariest part of this of this bill, in your opinion? Well, uh, first of all, as I said, you're going to have repeat violent offenders that are going to be back on the streets because, again, this isn't the first or second time they've been caught. So if a judge determines, well, you know, this is a financial hardship, pre-trial, we're going to let somebody out. That person's going to be back on the street again. And I've got five daughters, okay? There are uh, four adults and one in high school. I can't imagine a domestic, violent, uh, criminal offense against my daughter and then letting somebody out for that person to go offend again. That, to me, is reprehensible, and that should never occur. But that's where we are with this in its current structure. And there's a number of scenarios that you probably have heard. I know uh, Tom DeVore's getting all the publicity on this, but this we've been bringing this out for a year and a half, and it just hasn't gotten the attention um, out of the house and off the floor. Again, um, just in the last couple of months, it's really started to get attention. Uh, you know, I call it the Criminals Priority Act because it yeah. gives criminals priority. And there's, you know, CPA is a great, right? There's uh, no accountability, you know, so... But you know me, John. I usually try to distill things down into a simple sentence you so do. that uh, everybody can get it. You know, yeah. um, you do. I, 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 I would, I would definitely agree with you. You know, we, we got about a minute left. Um, what do you say? What's what's going to happen in this election? I mean, I mean, do we take the the governor's seat? Do we pick up seats in the house? And um, we we need we need to get out of the supermajority in both chambers. What, what what's your yeah, prediction? I've, I've been yeah, I've been saying this for a long time. The most important race is in the state of the Supreme Court right now, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is all these crummy laws that are so woke. You know, I got to call Mike Lindell and order my pillows to sleep in Springfield because the stuff's keeping me awake at night. But um, you know, sure. those laws can actually be straightened out at the Supreme Court. And there's two races in the you know the state Supreme Court. So I think that's the most important race based on law and order. Secondly, I think if we can get three House members in, and then I would throw the governor's race in third. And the only reason being is without getting us out of the super uh, minority in one of the two houses, you know, it wouldn't matter if Abe Lincoln or uh, <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ himself were elected. It would be very difficult to uh, to turn uh, the way the state is right now based on the uh, super majorities in the Democrat Party. So, I, agree with, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I, I really believe that attorney general's race is, is, is so important. We get the Supreme Court and the attorney general's well, race. We can definitely change the state around. Oh, no, I'm with you on that, too. I, I, I can only focus on two or three times at once, <laughs> at one time. So I'm, I'm focusing on helping a number of state reps in the region. There's a couple of really great state reps. Um, uh, you know, we've got one running, uh, 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 Connie Kane, Michelle yes. Hunter, Kevin Wallace, Jed Davis. Lee, so those four in the region. Yep, Jed Davis. I'm just talking regionally around yeah. kind of where I am. Um, you know, I really like to see some of those people get in. I'm trying to get myself reelected. So if anybody's interested, you can go to martyforillinois.com and um, check out what, what we're all about. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I agree with, um, I, I'll tell you the one race statewide that I'm being surprised by is I think Dan Brady for secretary of state yeah. is, is, has got a real shot here at the statewide level. So, um, again, I, I'll be supporting everybody on the Republican ticket. Amen. Um, 
Yeah. So, and uh, you know, we all got to stay in the same boat together. Or otherwise, we throw people out. We don't have enough rowers to uh, be impactful or effective. So that is true. That is State Representative Marty McLaughlin from the fifty second. Uh, legislative district. Thanks so much for joining us on the Sean Thompson show. Uh, you still owe me a sit down in my in studio with me on my show. I know. So I'm waiting. I know. For I know. I I've got a face for radio though. So, you know, <laughs> so does John. So don't worry. <laughs> uh, representative, All right, gentlemen. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank Thanks. you, Representative. Right, have a great afternoon. Uh, you listen to the Sean Thompson show. Hold the line. I'll take your calls when we get back. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. Got my buddy, my pal, my friend, Mark Vargas from Mark My Words with Mark Vargas. Heard every Sunday night, 7 to 9. Uh, I just want to say something. You know, the representative forgot, so I got to call him out. He forgot to wish his mother, Barbara, a happy 85th on Election Day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 85. 85. Wow. There oh it is. Oh, my God. Barbara McLaughlin, happy birthday. Happy, yeah. Happy happy birthday. You owe me. You owe me, representative. Uh, let's go to let's go to Craig in Mount Greenwood. Craig, thanks so much for holding. Hey, John, thank you for taking my call. And uh, hey, apologize the other day I called you Mark for your partner's name, but I was talking to you. Yeah, but uh, appreciate talking oh, to both oh, you hey, guys. Hey, the Rumble crowd called it out, though. Trust me, <laughs> they called it out. Hey, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. What's going on? Yes. Well, you know this uh, whole situation where uh, these politicians they'll go ahead and like. Without any, I mean, they just send all this money to uh, Ukraine. They send it here and there. They're, when they're doing these bills and they're doing things, they send out so much money. And I, I think I got to figure it out because I heard some d- discussions uh, the other day about how they don't. That money doesn't really leave the the country. That money is going into like these uh, arms, the people that are making uh, military equipment, in it, and then it trickles back and it gets back in these politicians' pockets. They get all kinds of money. Things. So these politicians are basically filling their pockets with this money and taking care of their friends, and that, and that's, and this is a way that they can get away with it by you know, you're making this kind of a some kind of legal thing where it's, they're helping Ukraine or helping this country, or helping yeah. that. But they're filling their pockets with our money. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, you, you've been you get this better than anybody in this station, Mark. You've been over there. Yeah, in Iraq. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know how this works. Yeah, a lot of waste, fraud, and abuse. Well, yeah. Why is it that some of those IRS agents can't p- basically pick up on this and go after these politicians who are stealing all our money? Uh, uh, the, the IRS has got to be 100% in on it. Mark, I mean... Um, are, they, are they blind? Craig, we have to gut these yes. agencies. These agencies have to be gutted. You have you have people who are in, the, in some of these positions who are who are there just to make sure certain things happen, certain things don't happen. If we gut these agencies, I guarantee you change is happening. And and Craig, Thanks those so much, Craig. 80 plus thousand IRS agents are there to target conservatives. Yeah, let's go to Joe Joe from Dundee. Welcome to the Sean Thompson show. Hey John. Hey there. Yeah, uh right to it. Uh well, I listen to your show every weekend. Thank by you. The way. Thank you. Uh yeah. And uh, Kim Fox, okay, 
and I know she thinks uh, that she's trying to help uh, people, but uh, by letting, uh, you know, and I'm all for, uh, you know, second, third chances, uh, they're right back out on the streets, uh, adding to the murder rate, you know, and it's uh, ridiculous in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and even the mayor of Chicago, you know, the first thing she did when she got in office was pick a fight with the CPD. She did. Yeah. Uh, and I'm getting that, uh, you know, but does Kim Fox not realize that she's adding to the problem? Uh, I think they do. I think they, uh, we got, we got to go to break, but I think they do. I think they all do. I think judge Evans, so many people always leave judge Evans out of the, the equation when they discuss this and he's, he's, he's more cul- he's, he's culpable too, to what's happening in the, in the city of Chicago and the, and the County of Cook. You listen to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back. Hour number two, make money, smoke cigars and live free on the Sean Thompson show on AM 560. The answer from the streets of Melrose park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me. Welcome back to hour number two of the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of the hit show heard every Saturday from 12 to 3, Black and White Radio. I'm joined with my good friend, my pal, my buddy, Mark Vargas from Mark My Words with Mark Vargas, heard every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Mark, I have been, when you look at what's what's happening over in Ukraine, Russia, did you hear about the um, pipeline being sabotaged? Yep. Now, what most people don't remember, a couple of months ago, our good friend, our pal, who is the illegitimate, that, that's the word we sh- probably should have used. Maybe I'll still have my YouTube platform if I'd use illegitimate president instead of the guy who stole the election. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we won, <laughs> and we won very big. <laughs> But 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 President Biden said this a couple of months ago, and this leading a lot of people to think, wait a minute, one plus one is two, and if that's true, did we do this? Listen to this. Here, let's start it over. Here we go. Is that it? Is that is it on now, Pistol Pete? I don't got anything on my end as well. So can you play it from your end, Pete? Okay, thank you, sir. But you know, Joe Biden. He he used some words that I I think will lead some people to believe that the United States hands is all over it. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no other way. I guess we have we put, we're having some technical difficulties at the time at the moment. But like, I, I, I like I, Biden. Yeah, <laughs> well, man, I I can only imagine the technical difficulties that goes on in his head. Yeah, he's incompetent and incontinent. Yeah, all at go. the same time. Here we go. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the. Uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer 
on Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. What do, what, how, will you, wow. how will you do that? Yeah, please, do tell. Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Well, there it is. Joining us to discuss this and more is a Pentagon reporter, Mike Glenn, who writes for the Washington Times. Uh, Mr. Glenn, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, I mean, when you, when, you, when you take into consideration what happened, this Russian pipeline was sabotaged, blown up. You know, and it, I mean, when you look at some of the materials that were used to destroy this pipeline, and then you have this, what Joe Biden said a couple of months ago, I mean, would, would it lead one to believe that the United States may have had a hand in this? And does, does this mean we've de- just declared war on Russia? Uh, I think it leads some people to believe that. Uh, I don't think, you know, I think most of the, most of the fingers, I mean, you know, the, the one thing that, that, that uh, everybody, you know, all parties agree on that it was sabotage. This wasn't, an, this wasn't some sort of accident or some sort of mechanical problem. And, you know, now I think most of the fingers seem to be pointing at Russia. Yeah, uh, you that. really have to understand who has, you know, who benefits from this. I mean, there's a lot of stories going around, and you have to, I mean, really, realistically, you have to say, you know, who would benefit the most by by disrupting the energy, uh, the energy flow to Western Europe? Yeah. You know, uh, and so I think most people are, are, uh, now, Russia, obviously, uh, the the Kremlin's is completely denying it, but I think most people are are pointing as Russia as the most likely. Now, they still, you know, they, they don't know formally, I mean, they said it's going to take a couple of weeks before they're even to able to go down there and uh, you know stop the uh, the leak and patch it up and do some sort of on-site investigations, uh, you know, to see if they get some you know some more information. Yeah. But there were reports of Russian uh, uh, of Russian ships in the area at the time uh, and submarines. So like so there, there there are a lot of stories. Everybody who could be a suspect has been you know, yeah. named the suspect by somebody. Yeah. And when you look at it, we, we're talking about the Nord Stream pipeline, which was sabotaged. Um, how did Russia, I mean, when you think about, you know, all the things that Russia has done, um, how were they, how was this, how, how was this connection, this partnership able to come to fruition with Germany? When you think about Russia and, and, and you allowing them to have this pipeline? Right. Well, it's it's very controversial, and as you remember, uh, President Trump uh, during his administration was uh, actually uh, was somewhat prescient. He predicted that you're going, you know, you're holding yourself hostage to to Russia over the Nord Stream pipeline, and everybody laughed him off. Uh, and you know, but it seems like he, you know, uh, you know, his analysis was pretty spot on. I mean, Europe, Western Europe has very little of its own energy; must import the vast majority of it, and uh, you know. And there is really only the, the the one place you know they've uh, they've eliminated a lot of you know most of the vast majority of their nuclear power system or they're in the process of shutting it down. Uh, and there's you know we could support supply them if it was if we were so so choose, but uh, you know they're really you know they need to heat their homes, and there's really only one way you know one place to get it, and unfortunately uh, or. You know, it comes. It's coming from Russia. You know, with Biden's sinking poll numbers, just everything going on here in the United States, gas prices so high, energy prices so high. Uh, right. You know, we look much weaker 
not only at home, but more importantly, overseas. How much of a factor do you think that foreign policy, national security is going to play, not just in upcoming midterm elections, but as we look down the road to the 2024? It just appears we're weaker. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, the, the foreign the foreign policy, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, extremely important, both in the short term for the for the midterms, as well as in the uh, the general election, uh, you know, the presidential election two years in two years, uh, especially, you know, this our activity, you know, however you feel about the U.S. support of Ukraine, whether or not you're in favor of it or you're against it or you're ambivalent to it, it is not something that's going to be over anytime soon. They are planning, uh, you know, to support Ukraine. The the U.S. and the in the West are planning to support Ukraine for years to come. I mean, they're even they even sort of you know acknowledging that the the last uh, the last uh, support package that, that we sent them that, that we're sending them for the 1.9 billion is uh, is about weapons that are not even that are still in the process of being made by the defense industry. Right. You know, they're not taking them out of, they're not taking them out of our, the store, you know, storage anymore like they were doing from the start and now they're planning they're sort of contracting out to defense contractors and you know this takes time so right. this indicates that there there's a long view right. for you know for this. So foreign policy will be an issue uh definitely going into uh uh, like I said, the short-term election, the you know, midterms, as well as the presidential election in two years. Right. And, and Mike, I, I, as, as it relates to Russia, couldn't they have just turned the spigot off and, and not blown it up? Uh, and what are your thoughts of, about Ukraine, uh, Ukraine's bid to join NATO? Right. Well, they certainly could have. I think uh, I mean, Russia, I think, assuming they did it, and I think most, you know, you know if you look at... Uh, who benefits most? Russia obviously benefits most. So you know, assuming they did it, I think. But the fact that they that it blows it up, they, that they sort of, if they did it, it went you know an explosion rather than simply turning it off. It gives them some uh, you know deniability, you know, and and just throws confusion into it. Uh, so, but as for you know, but as for, I mean. Uh, President Zelensky has asked, has been at, I mean, you know, almost from the start, President Zelensky asked for NATO membership. Uh, and I think, you know, he's using the fact that Russia has now annexed 15% of Ukraine as, as, as claiming it to be part of Russia now. He's using that to, to expedite a NATO membership. I think he's, I think it's a little bit, you know, uh, it's, it's a little, I think it's unlikely. Uh, the, the the process to to be a, a NATO member requires yeah. every other member right. has to formally vote within their own legislature to say yes, this country can. And there are countries that do not want. Uh, I, I think that would not want uh, Ukraine. You know, Ukraine to be part of NATO because then that would you know that would compel us under treaty. Yes, uh, you know, under to the protect. Article Five that that yeah to to fight for to for the U.S. to actively fight for Ukraine rather than simply supplying them, which we can do until the, you know, until the cows come out. Yeah. Which I, I, I'm sorry. I had, I had a very huge rant about that yesterday. You know, I'm, I, I get, I get why we're sending money over there, but I, I, I'm, I'm an America first person. We have so many issues here that we need to take care of. Um, but Mike Glenn, right. he's a Washington times reporter. He's also a Pentagon Pentagon reporter. Thanks so much for joining the Sean Thompson show today. Uh, very great, very great perspective. My, my pleasure. Thank you. Um, you listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. There we go. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson alongside my buddy and my pal, Mark Vargas. From the Mark My Words with Mark Vargas show, heard every Sunday from 7 to 9. Um, yeah, I, I, I got a hard time believing that um, Russia blew that up. And, and we guess what? We got some callers who agree with me. Let's go to Mark from Palatine. Mark, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. I absolutely, I, I absolutely disagree with the premise that uh, Russia has the most uh, to gain from blowing it up. Right. They have the on-off switch. Right. And once you turn it off, they stop getting money. And, 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 and that How money, does that benefit them? Exactly. Exactly. That, who, who is going to replace the, the gas that's now burned up? Yeah. That's who has the incentive. Yeah. And guess what? The U.S. is offering to provide some liquid natural gas to oh, the EU. How convenient. Huh. See how that works? Wonder there? who has has the advantage. <laughs> you see how that works there, Mark? <laughs> thanks, yeah. so, thanks so much there for calling. There might be a connection. Thank you so much for no calling, problem. Mark. Bye-bye. Let's go to Mitchell from Desplaines. Mitchell, thanks so much for holding, buddy. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, John uh, Mark. First of all, when it comes to Ukraine, you know it's a corrupt country. Trump pointed that out. In 2014, nobody really cared about the Civil War because for centuries, Ukraine and Russia have what I call disputes. The eastern part of Ukraine is loyal to the Russian doctrine, okay? That goes back centuries. And the bottom line is that this is going to be like South and North Korea. And the primary beneficiary is Biden. Why? Because in 2014, he told the prosecutor that if they don't give him or fire that prosecutor for his kid case, they're going to withheld a billion dollars worth of aid. And that's why he was the most transparent president. Saying, listen, giving a dime to Ukraine. How do you think the Israelis and Poland refuses to give one cent to military aid to Ukraine? Yeah. So the money that they're allocating, John and Mark, to Ukraine, it goes to the State Department. And the State Department is filling up their coffers, and they decide what clandestine affairs they're going to go after, Daniel. <laughs> so the bottom line is this. comes to crime in Illinois, another corrupt you know, position. They are giving the politicians in this corrupt state are giving direct incentives, John and Mark, for criminals to do whatever they want yeah. with zero capability. They're getting exactly what they want. And Kim Fox and Fat Albert, okay, are on the top of the food chain, okay? Sick to my stomach. Fat Albert, you're fired. <laughs> Daddy-o? What happened to Daddy-o, Mitchell? What's up there, Daddy-o? All right. Thanks so much for calling us, Mitchell. He's actually is a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that high-pitched voice was there. Uh, let's go to Glenn from Oakbrook. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Yeah, hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So let me see if I understand everything correctly. Putin is making a lot of money selling natural gas, and we were told by our government that uh, we were going to cripple him financially. That hasn't happened. And Putin has the ability to shut off the valve in Russia if he wants to stop the flow or reduce the flow. And uh, our government doesn't seem to have a lot of credibility with integrity lately. So... I wonder what conclusion we can draw from all this. Well, and Putin operates, or uh, Putin, uh, Biden operates better when there's an enemy. You mean corn pot? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, th- this is, uh, don't put this past the U.S. government. Or I, I, wouldn't put, I wouldn't put it past him, uh, Glenn. I, w- I, I really wouldn't 
put this past past um, the United States government he at need, all. Biden needs to deflect from what's the, yeah. the hor- his horrible Thanks much calling, Yulia. I agree. Let's go to Jan from Hoffman Estates. Hey, I think Zelensky did it because he wants this war escalated. He wants more money. Uh, he wants more people involved. And um, I think they're losing the war. I don't know why we're there. And I think he did it. Mm, that's interesting. Um, I mean, that that would be kind of hard for him to do it. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm still believing that it was it was the United States of America. Corn pop. They, you know, these, well, it could these, be us, but it could be them. Yeah. yeah. These these leftists love. Thanks so much for calling, Jen. These leftists love to start wars. You know, they talk about the Republicans love to start wars. Not they, they, they that 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 whole uh, it's the cabal though. Complex. It's the, in, it's the yeah. industrial complex. It's yeah. Republican and Democrat. It's the that swamp. Uniparty. The uniparty. Oh, they make more money. Yeah. Republicans and Democrats make tons of money when we're at war. Exactly. That's why. That's why those hawks on both sides of the aisle they love it because they know. You know, they know that one of their friends and one of their relatives is getting ready to get rich because money's coming over to what, some country. What happens when the economy is struggling under a Joe Biden administration? What do you do? Yeah. You start a war. Yeah. Yeah. And, or That's to, how you get rich. Or to, Ta-da! Uh, <laughs> or to um, you know, uh, instead of focusing on the right hand, hey, let's start a war on the left hand because what we're getting ready to do on the right hand, we want to we wanna have you distracted over here when we're getting ready to put the smack down on you. You know, that's how the government works, people. I mean, you got to understand how this government, how our government Look works. Look how much the Cheneys made from the Iraq War. Yeah. Halliburton? Yeah. Yeah, tons. Total control. Tons. You know, they, isn't this, yeah, dude, I, I can't say that because that's that was told in confidence, but I, I want to say it. Um, Chris, Eduardo, Tom, Kevin, hold the line. We'll take you, we'll take your calls when we return. This is the Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I just want to let this play. Just let that marinate for a bit. We're having fun on the John Thompson Show. You know, <laughs> Mike Jackson, baby. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from 12 to 3. He's Mark Vargas, host of Mark My Words with Mark Vargas, heard every Sunday from 7 to 9. Um, but, Mark, you know, just, I mean, when you look, just, just look across, the, not only this state, but across this country. Are we able to come back post-Joe Biden? Yes. Yes. Because our, I, I'm the eternal optimist. Yeah, so our, best, our best days are still ahead. I think even despite our current difficulties, we are still that shining city on a hill, and I can't lose faith because there will be brighter days. See, you, see I, even still, I still believe Illinois has hope. I really do. And especially should we win the Illinois Supreme Court, both of those seats. If we take over the Illinois Supreme Court, you heard what's... State Representative Marty um, McLaughlin said, "That is the most important race. That and, and, and Attorney General's race. We got to win the governor's race. If we can win some seats in both chambers, I really believe Illinois can be saved because I I still believe she's worth fighting for, and that's one of the reasons why I haven't left to go to some warm climate and stay here to, to enjoy what's coming. Winter is coming, right? <laughs> so that's how I feel about it. No, I and." Again, I think uh, 
what we've really got to focus on is winning these state seats in the House and yeah. Senate because otherwise it's, they're going to rubber stamp everything. And if we have a Republican governor, they're going to hold their legislative agenda hostage. That, that's true. Let's go back to the phone lines. Chris from Arlington Heights, thanks so much for holding, Chris. Hey, thank you, John and Mark. Really appreciate you guys talking about the Safety Act and, and how, to, how to win back our state because, uh, you know, I'm a proud Italian-American, and i got to tell you, um, you know, we're pissed off, right? Yeah. We want to fight back. We want to win back the state. Our police are being attacked. The Safety Act is just the latest manifestation of these woke policies by socialist Marxist politicians that want to destroy our country. And, you know, they're dividing us. They're attacking our schools. They're tearing down our statues, trying to erase our holiday. We're, we're, we're proud people, and we're fighting back. And, and I, if I can mention a website where we're trying to get... Uh, we're trying to get the right politicians elected that'll push back. It's uh, it's the Chicago it's ChicagoItalianVote.com. Okay. And we've we've screened some politicians that are against cancel culture, that support our police, are for economic growth, you know, for better schools, all the right things. Yeah. But we need people to rally around these topics to and, win back our state. And Chris, guess what? If what was done to you guys was done to black Americans, there would be there. I mean, the, the, there would be riots in the street. And see, uh, you know, I get I get a lot of beef because I point out these this, the hypocrisy in this type of stuff. But it, it's, it's hypocritical. Uh, what they taking down your statues? That's your history. That's the Italians' history. You know, one of the things that one of the things I believe in. Leave history there to be read of men, because guess what? We don't make the same mistakes. We don't make those same decisions when we know our history. Exactly. And, John, people don't know this, but, but the holiday was because of the largest mass lynching against the Sicilians in New Orleans yeah. in the late 1800s. And President Harrison, as a sign of reconciliation, created the holiday to, to make peace with the Italian government and the Italian community. So, And we were the targets of the KKK and all these other hate groups for decades. Yeah. And so that holiday is, is to us like the MLK holiday is to you know, our African-American brothers. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous that they've been able to twist it. Hey. So ChicagoItalianVote.com. Yeah, That's hey, listen, I'm a friend of the Italianos, Sataji. Yeah, thanks so much for calling, Chris. And we gotta show them who's got the biggest thing in Chicago. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I think I think Life got you beat though. That's right. I'm sorry, Chris. I think she got you beat on that one. Quote, my blank is bigger than yours <laughs> and the Italians. I have the biggest blank in Chicago. <laughs> Let's go to Tom from Blue Island. Tom, thanks for holding. Hey uh John. Uh good to talk to you again. You, Mark, sir. nice to hear you on the radio. Uh, John, I thought what you said yesterday was no rant. It was poignant. It was spot on, especially with what you've been through personally. And in reference to Ukraine, I don't see why Ukraine needs to join NATO. Because now that they got the idiot Trump out of there, who said everyone should be paying their fair share, something's telling me these other NATO countries haven't put $100 billion in there. So now that they got Trump out of there... We can just go back to the old school way where the United yeah. States pays and protects for everything. And these other NATO countries just suck off the United States. Yeah. Bunch of crooked SOBs. I agree with you, Tom. Mark, you, I, I mean, thanks so much for calling, Tom. I, 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 hint, I sense no lie there. Listen, I spent 12 years in Washington. I 
know about crooked SOBs, and yeah. Tom is right. Yeah, let's go back to the phone lines. Eduardo, what's up, bud? Hey, hey Eduardo, first of all, thanks for coming on the boat cruise. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, well, it's good to see you uh, guys. I thought I'd give you a call before I had my chicken rice soup and my salmon for dinner. <laughs> oh, sounds good. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going yeah. out to dinner for Mark. That's why I played the Reunited song. <laughs> you better, yeah, because you guys don't hook up uh, often. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on there, Wado? Yeah, a couple things. Um, before I get on my comment about a uh, foreign election here in Brazil, uh, make sure you mention that thing about the Illinois Supreme Court because uh, the competition down the dial is really talking the uh illinois supreme court so they maybe they're nervous about that but yeah definitely talk about him who where we can canvas and all that yeah i i, I actually had I, I i had marie i had uh, colonel uh larry k fish on yesterday to talk about it because um pritchard just gave both candidates a half million dollars did you know okay. that yeah now what's your other comment yeah, Brazil is having an election uh, this week coming up. Uh, there's a possibility that uh, Mr. Bolsonaro is going to lose, and they're going to bring back the Silva back, who was who went down on the petrol, some petrol scandal, went to jail, I believe, even mm. with that uh, lady. Those I can't pronounce her name. Starts with a D. Silva or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm clueless. She came after him. Yeah, so there, it's all corruption, almost like Chicago, and. They couldn't find any other candidate other than to bring the 76-year-old guy back who's corrupt. Well, it's just a shame. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, dance with the it's, devil that you know, you know. His last name's Biden. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, Eduardo. Let's go to Cindy from Chicago. Cindy, uh, welcome to the Sean Thompson Hi. Show. Hi. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Great. Um, I was listening to the gentleman from the Times who you talked to, and he everything he was saying was lies, or he's just a fool. Because uh, Putin, you look at the whole situation, Putin's leverage is that pipeline. Yeah. He would shut it off with a flip of a switch if he wanted to. He wouldn't destroy it. Plus, he didn't have the opportunity. The area where the, the bombs, explosions went off, is an area controlled and patrolled by Germany. So if they were around, they would have seen it happen. Submarines or anything, they would have picked up on uh, Russia being near there. Not the also, seals. <laughs> there was mock uh, research quotation marks and mock explosions and kind of war game kind of uh, situations. The U.S. Navy went out there. I believe the U.S. Navy, maybe it was the U.N. But there were mock drills done of a possible explosion oh. at the pipeline, and ironically, right where the pipeline was actually bombed. That was done some time ago. And then on top of it, let's wrap this up. That pipeline obviously runs through all that water and everything, and you've yeah. got it coming from Russia. Yeah. Well, you've got a, a brand-new pipeline that runs from Norway. It runs <laughs> parallel in in that area where the explosion... Did we lose it? We lost it. That, that was another helium call. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's, do we got a call? Do we enough time for one more call? All right, let's take Kevin from Austin. Kevin from Austin, Texas. Welcome Hi, guys. Just want to do a con contrarian view on the uh, Putin thing. Yeah. We don't know if Putin did it or did not, and I'll tell you why. Christopher Columbus, when he landed in, uh, when he well, he didn't discover it, but th that was actually the Vikings. Sean would like that comment. Anyhow, when he came <laughs> over, he burnt the ships. 
to motivate his people because they have they have to fight then. Yeah. Who knows if Putin's doing that? But that doesn't matter because that's kind of beyond what we're voting about. What uh, Illinoisans are voting about now, they're voting to to get rid of Pritzker and try to change things. And I just want to. And then I, I think it's Providence that you guys are on here because kind of Sean is a little bit uh, negative on it. Yeah. You guys encourage people to get out and vote and get involved. Yeah, they have the fact to. That you guys are the John and Mark. That you know, you oh. just call it the jam show. Oh, especially yeah. with Alex because he's he, he you know sweet digs or or <laughs> I love or, it. sweet music. Or you could do the the ma- magic jam show because that's M A J. Magic jam show. Jam so then you guys don't have to Bad fight jam. over who's first. <laughs> but the, the most important thing is when people are listening to their cars, go home. Find out who who you're voting for, and if you don't want to do that, just make you make sure you vote for a Republican. Yeah. The team is already picked. Yeah, you know where where this is the fourth quarter. Get out and vote, and 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 whoever you want, whoever uh, campaigns are on, call their campaign, contact them, have them send over a, a street sign for a uh, a sign for your yard. Yeah, listen, this can't happen. Kevin Pritzker is under fifty percent. Yeah, and that and that's and that's that's, that's bad for him. But listen. Listen, if we don't fight for Illinois, who will? You know, exactly. you know. I, I, I believe exactly. that's part of the the um, the Illinois um, Republican Party platform. In the preamble, it says, um, uh, we, Providence has brought us to a fork in the road. If not us, who? Yeah. If not, if not now, when? So we have yeah. to, we yeah. have to be the one, we have to be the ones to fight for this state, for this country. Because guess what? We, you, go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. And you and you do that by contacting a campaign. Yeah. Not just yet, not just nodding and laughing and saying, "Yeah, we got to fight." You have to take some action. That's true. Thanks so much for calling, Kevin. Um, Mark, hold the line. Mark Wallemeyer, man on the street, hold the line. We'll take you when we get back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep it drawn like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey. Hey, let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real. They just planted. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Right, you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, Welcome back let's to go the Sean Thompson hey, Show. Hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, I'm John Anthony. Hey, He's Mark Vargas. Hey, um, Bryce is going to be here October 9th at the, um, in Lyle at the, um, I forget the name, the base camp. He's going to be here. Uh, Public Square is putting on an event there. God Save America uh, with Public Square sponsoring it. So I love that dude, man. Brandon, I mean, uh, he, Bryson is a great dude, man. Uh, let's go to the man on the street. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, it's Mark Wiremore, man on the street. John and Mark, you guys are great guest hosts. Thank you. You guys should have your own show five days a week. I say it all the time. But a uh, quick mention, I've got an article in Illinois Review. I'm not as concerned about the war in Ukraine as I am in Chicago. Last year, 845 homicides. 80 of them were Chicago public school students that were shot and killed after school. So this is what the subject we should be uh, talking about. Not necessarily you guys, but Lightfoot, Fox, Tim Evans, and and uh, the 50 aldermen. I just don't understand what's going on in Chicago. Well, you know what? <sighs> Crime pays, man. You know, I mean... The more chaos you create, the more government comes in to have control. That's the, that that's 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 what happens, man. I mean, tell me, you don't think Chicago could fix the problems that ails them? You don't think Cook County can fix the problems that ail them if they allow the police to do their job? If 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 we elected better judges, you know, remove um, Kim Fox, you don't think you don't think Chicago and Cook County can can turn around? 
You know? oh, yeah, well, I think it's a, the election is in 39 days, and we, we need to get uh, Darren Bailey and Tom DeVore and Kathy Salvi and other people in there. And then right after that, we got to look at that February election for Chicago with uh, Lori Lightfoot. I don't know who, who get in there, but anybody's got to be better I than mean, her. Paul Vallis would do. <laughs> get Paul Vallis in there. I mean, who else? Who else is running? One of the aldermen. Ray Lopez. 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 Ray Lopez is not bad, too. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for calling, Mark. Go All check right, out his article. Soon. Go check out his article, Illinois Review. But you know, Mark. I mean, Paul Vallis. I mean, I you know, I you know, I like him. I know you like him. Um, I mean, he he would be a definite definite upgrade from Lori Lightfoot, right? Well, he's raised, I think, nearly a million dollars. Oh. So any of these candidates so far have got to be able to put up some cash. Yeah. I mean, you can only go so far with energy of volunteers right. and voters. You need that extra push. Uh, to take it across the finish line. But, yeah. yeah, in terms of a strong head start, I think Vallis has got the best head start out of anyone. Yeah, and and, and, and he has name recognition. You know, they knew him from the school, CPS. They knew him when he ran for ran for governor, you know, and he came within striking distance of taking out your guy. Block yeah. my guy. Everyone keeps saying my guy. <laughs> your guy. I got a guy. <laughs> well, I mean, but he, he, taking out uh, Governor uh, Blagojevich. Yeah. No, and, you know, um, you know they're so weak. Pritzker's weak. Lightfoot is weak. We've yeah. got to coalesce as a party. Yeah. Uh, Can we, we focus the issues to what we, we want to discuss? We've got to stick to the issues. And, you know, the, I told you a, a Democratic operative friend of mine in Washington really summed it up easy. He said, Mark, do you know the difference between my party and your party? My party just wants to win. Your party just wants to be right. Mm. And we have candidates or we've had candidates in the past that are willing to set the everything on fire. But as long as... Their ashes are on top of yours. Yeah, they were right. Right, and that's all that right. matters. And, and, I, and I think we've got to we've got to change that mentality. We've got to want to win because otherwise, our families suffer, our businesses suffer, our children suffer. Yeah. And and isn't that what the prime the primaries are for? To have that fight, and then whoever rises out of those ashes from the primary, from the fight, from the beatdown, that's the person that everybody needs to coalesce around, and 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 take back this state. You know, Bailey's our guy. Tom DeVore's our guy. Dan Brady's our guy. Tom Dimmer's our guy. Kathy Salvi's our, our gal. You know, let's go out and let's vote for them. You want to see change? Vote for these guys. Stop you know what and around and change this state. Because our kids' future is at stake. Hour 3 coming up next. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Welcome back. Hour three of the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday from 12 to 3. While you're at it, why don't you go and follow me on all of my social media platforms. I'm on Rumble. I'm having a good time with the Rumble crowd. Uh, I was talking to a lot of people on the Facebook feed, but, you know, Facebook took us off. And uh, so it is what it is. Also joined by my with my friend Mark Vargas. He's the host of Mark My Words with Mark Vargas. Heard every Sunday from seven to nine p.m. Can I do my so? No, you, you haven't done the Trump. 
Come I on. did one earlier. That was that was that was kind of you know. Come on, John Anthony. He's a great patriot. Believe me, he's a tremendous <laughs> patriot. Wrong. Uh oh, Janelle's gonna love that one. You know that one. <laughs> a patriot. And, and I didn't put my head down this time, so I don't care what she says. John, you're always embarrassed. Ah. Around, John's always embarrassed around me. <laughs> no, when you, when you start talking like Trump. Speaking of that, I've got Paul Manafort coming on on Sunday. Oh, nice. Who else Speaking you got of Trump, up? no, I mean Manafort's the big one. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I what mean, do you this guy's discuss? Been, his new book about being the you know political persecution. Oh, you gotta you gotta send them my way he's, when you're done with a, him. He's got a, a great book, and listen, that the DOJ has been focused on yeah anybody in Trump world. Yeah, and I think yeah. they ought to be focusing on. We can name a hundred other things that they should be. Focusing oh my goodness! On. You know, like the guy who was dating the Chinese spy. Oh, did I say that out loud? A, Who's on an intelligence? A United community? States congressman. Hey, you know what I found out yesterday? Do you know that a foreign-born person who serves in Congress can sit on our intelligence committee? They can sit on the intelligence. Think about that. This is where a lot of our intelligence comes, and these people can sit on. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm against that. It's I'm kinda, sorry. It kind of sounds like an oxymoron, though. Yeah. House intelligence, yeah. Senate intelligence. Yeah. But you can sit on it yeah. if you're foreign born. I, I, I'm, listen, man. I'm a, yep. I'm America first. I love this country. It's the most exceptional country. Uh, we have to protect us. We have to protect this country. I'm, you say, you can say I'm an isolationist and all you want. You can say I'm a nationalist. I'm a proud nationalist. I love this country, America, because without this country, I mean, we, we, Mark. I, I think about this. I think about this a lot. If America goes down. Who's coming to our rescue? We are the cavalry, and if we go down, and this is why this is why uh, this is why I hate this anti-Americanism because we are it. We are we are we. When you look at what happens in the world without America, think about a world without America, Mark. Can you imagine it? Less safe, less free. Yeah. No, it's the greatest country on the planet. The greatest, you know. Um, you know, you, you guys know I, I brought my pastor on, on my show many a times because I, I really believe, Illinois specifically, we have an educational crisis here. I think when you look at how they treated our kids, even how some teachers were treated who were forced to take the you-know-what, the jab, and things of that nature, um, as I've said time and time again on my show, my pastor, Randy Bland, never shut down his school, never forced his teachers to take the, you know, you know it to jab and he's building what I believe could be the model to help save education in the state of Illinois and can be pushed out into the United States of America. It's called the Grace Association. It's Christian based um, and is it's K through 12. My kids, all th- three of my youngest kids all attend there. And um, I wanted to bring him on to talk about what he's doing because um, the plans that he has for the future. And the, in my opinion, this is, the, this is the way we should do education. This is the way we used to do education many, 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 many years ago because when you look at the loss of education for the last two and a half years, kids who, who, are, in, who are seniors now, they're still at a sophomore level because they, they weren't able to really uh, be impacted and be educated because of all of the rules that we have. Pastor Randy Bland, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. John, good to hear from you again. Hope you're doing well. Doing well, sir. Thank you. Um, so w- w- what do you got up your sleeve? I hear that you've opened h- how many schools this year and, 
and you got what two or three more that you're looking to open up or in in the next year and and also something about trade schools right right yeah we have we've started four new four new schools this year one in new lennox uh one in sterling one in romeoville uh and naperville and uh we have uh, 13 more locations for next year and two of them are are two locations that i'm very passionate about one is is hopefully going to be in joliet and the other one is in springfield illinois and both of those will be tuition-free schools uh, for the inner-city kids. And uh, if you know anything about both of those areas, and, John, I know you do, uh, both of them are, are two areas that uh, these, these children have just been severely abused in yeah. the sense that uh, they're not getting the kind of education they really deserve and they need, and uh, nor would they ever be able to afford maybe something like, you know, we're doing with Grace, in private academies, so I'm working to to start both of those schools uh, tuition free. Yeah, and and what you guys did over at the uh, Lincoln Way School, you got the building, and and how quickly was that open? Uh, we it took 57 days from the time we started uh, the construction portion of it to um, the day we opened. In fact, the night before we opened at nine o'clock at night, I was still putting in the last lights. And um, God really blessed us with that, and and we had grandparents' day there today, and it was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and 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 you, you I I love the idea you, you in Springfield and Joliet, and you also wanted to do one in Chicago. Should you find the location to provide tuition free education to a lot of these kids? Um, what is that looking like, and is there a time frame for that? Well, the two in in, in Joliet and Springfield. Uh, they're looking really good. In fact, I have a meeting in Springfield on the 22nd um, with with several churches and community leaders to maybe even start that school this fall yet. We've been given a building there that is completely uh, turnkey, ready to start school in. It was a former public school that a church actually bought 20 years ago with no idea really what they were going to do with the building until now. And uh, we've met with them. They've completely renovated this space for us. And uh, so we, we may start that, you know, as early as, as you know, the first part of November uh, or January. Pastor Blance, Mark Vargas, and um, it's good to hear from you. You know, in Chicago, I've seen estimates that 60,000 CPS kids in Chicago have not returned to school. And you look at the high crime, particularly in the south and west sides of Chicago, you know, education, it plays a big role in that. Uh, you know, I think that education is the way out of poverty, maybe not necessarily a college but uh, in the future, but a trade school. Uh, and where I see, you know, this in the inner city, uh, I, I just see so many applications for this uh, and assisting and driving down the violence and giving these kids some hope because, the 60,000 children not returning to Chicago public schools after the pandemic, I think, is a startling number. Well, it is a startling number. Mark, it's good to, to be speaking with you again. Uh, but let me say that it's not just Chicago. It's everywhere. There are literally thousands of high school kids that have walked away from public education because they know that there's no way for them to catch up. In other words, if you consider you know, just a few facts, a uh, senior in high school this year, 
their last normal year for school was eighth grade. Think about that. You know, they were in eighth grade their last normal year. We had 12th graders in our our school this year that just walked away that came from the public school and just decided they there's no way to catch up. They're doing, you know, eighth grade work right now, ninth grade work at best, many of them, and they know there's just there's no there's no way to catch up. The clock's running out. And so a lot of these kids, you know, have given up hope. But, you know, part of, of starting these schools is helping them understand that it's not, you know, that they don't have the ability. They just haven't been given the opportunity, you know, to really learn in a good, healthy environment. And, you know, looking at trade schools, not as plan B, but maybe plan A for a lot of these kids, not because they're not smart enough to go to college, but trade school is a really good option for them you know, because it gives them an opportunity, you know, to get a good education right now and immediately go into the workforce. They don't have time, you know, because of, of home issues or whatever to go into that college track. And uh, our trade schools will give them the opportunity to get 2,000 hours of classroom experience and two full summers of internship by the time they're 18 years old. And uh, with the labor market as depleted as it is, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there, you know, in the trades industry that would love the opportunity to employ some of these students. Pastor, my last question for you is I'm including myself in this uh, with our listeners. But what can we do to help further your mission? Well, you know, obviously we can use all the financial help we can get, especially with these tuition free schools that we want to start because we're. We're basically, my wife and I and some others are underwriting, you know, all of this. Um, but we also, you know, really could just get the, the word out and let people know that there is hope, that, you know, our our kids don't have to settle. I mean, the, the, the school that we're looking at in, in Joliet, Mark, think about this. Only 1%, you can look at this on the Illinois School Report Card, only 1% of the students in this particular school district met the minimum requirements you know, for um, English language arts, and 0%, you know, met the, the standards for math. So when you wow. think about that, for middle school kids, what hope is there to stay in that system? Wow. And, and, and you know, we can also, you can also need the help of, use the help of, you know, Dick Uline or Ken Griffin, if they're listening, <laughs> to get one of them to come and help fun and, and help fund this as well right pastor <laughs> well you know that'd be great but but those guys are amazing people and they've been given and given and given for a lot of years there needs to be a groundswell of people yeah. that you know rise up and say this has got to be our problem we right. can't just look at the big donors you know we need families we need teachers we need people that says this is our problem and we've got to work together to solve it and you know not just count on on big donors I would certainly love to meet with Dick Uline and share this vision, but so would would a hundred thousand other people. Yeah. You know, but the moms and dads, the the churches, you know, the 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 other organizations that are out there that can just come together and say, "Man, let's do this." If if you know an old man like me can go out and start four new schools this year, what could we do with the whole community of people that says this is our problem? We're going to solve it. We're not going to wait on government. We're not going to wait on big donors. We're going to do something about this ourselves. Yeah. Two quick things. Um, you got a fundraiser coming up, a golf fundraiser coming up. And um, where can people find you if should they want to donate or send money or, or help in any way uh, with Grace Association? 
Well, you can go on our website. It's graceassociation.org. That's graceassociation.org. Or you can call 815-277-9302. Yeah. And and just one, one, one more quick thing. You guys have also had kids and parents come in with kids who said, you know, they were supposed to be in ninth grade or, I mean, uh, 10th grade, but they weren't ready for it. And you guys have held them back, too. Is that is that correct? We've never held anyone back. What we've done is try to assess where they're at, find out what gaps they have. You know, because, you know, holding a kid back today, they've already been demoralized in so many ways. They already have, you know, emotional and psychological issues because of COVID and just the isolation that they suffer through. So what we've done is we've tried to help them stay right where they're at and then find, you know, a pathway to success for them by filling those gaps. Yeah. Now, John, there have been people that have come in that they themselves have said to us, we had a 10th grader that came in last year that said, Dad, I'm not ready for 10th grade. I never finished my freshman year. Wow. And so he himself put himself back in the freshman. And you know what? He's doing fantastic. Yeah. And, and so these kids, they're not ignorant. They understand what's going on, and they recognize the need, you know, to get this right. Right. Pastor Randy Bland, thanks so much for joining us. Grace Association, guys, go out and help. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the Sean Thompson Show today. Thank you, John. Good no. to talk to you and Mark both. You as well. Likewise. God bless. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Okay. Yeah. Pistol Pete. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. He's Mark Vargas. You know, I did radio yesterday, today, and I'm going to do it tomorrow. Three hours each. Three hours each. That's a lot of radio. That's a lot of radio. But you know what? I could do this every day. That's that hair that's stuck in my throat. You know, I'm just, Something stuck in something your throat, Something stuck in my throat. Nah, you know. But you know what? There's a caller call on the line. I, I, want, I told Pistol Pete to get them, get, have him to hold on. Because he's an ex-prosecutor, and I wanted to get his take. He has a very interesting perspective. Joe, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Yeah, th- thanks a lot. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of Lori Lightfoot or Kim Fox at all, but yeah. um, I don't think the homicide rate has anything to do with them. Okay. It's three, th- it's three things. So after Martin Luther King was assassinated, you had the race riots. And the west side and south side, vast communi- parts of those communities were burned down, mm-hmm. and the businesses fled. And it created a desert for employment and opportunities for young people. That's number one. So the commerce became gangs, okay? You had two or three super gangs up through the 80s. Yeah. And the federal government and Mayor Daley, who was certainly not easy on crime, were pissed off because these super gangs were allowed to flourish. But there there were only two or three of them. And they controlled so much territory they were not fighting with one another. So what happened, and I was in the U.S. Attorney's Office at the time as a prosecutor, the, the government went after the leadership of the super gangs, people like Jeff Fort. Yeah. And what happened is three gangs became 300 gangs. Yeah. And, that, and the, the homicide rate 
is largely due to warfare between these competing gangs who are competing block for block for, for drug distribution territory. And the third reason, which you're not going to like, but it's a fact, is the proliferation of guns. Those three things. So I'm listen- I would like to hear some solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, these are very difficult problems. They are. But certainly, and again, I don't like Lightfoot or Fox one bit, okay, for different reasons. But the crime rate was high under the dailies. It was high under um, their predecessors. There are problems unique to Chicago that don't exist in cities like New York or elsewhere, largely. You know, you go to New York City, the poorest neighborhoods have 100 businesses on every block. And there are opportunities for these kids, even if they don't graduate from high school, to work at bodegas and do things like that. That doesn't exist on the west and south side of Chicago. Yeah, there's parts of them. But, but, but listen, I, I was a gang officer, so I'll tell you this. New York does not have Chicago's gang problem like a California does, like a uh, Nevada. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Agreed. So but, I, but, there are histor- but, yeah, but there are historical reasons in Chicago that are unique to Chicago. Yeah. And, you know, and again, I lived this, okay? So have I, I. I ran I'm the from drug Chicago. enforcement program for the feds for yeah. a while. Uh, yeah. it, 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 so what, what was well-intentioned, well-intentioned, ended up creating probably a bigger problem than would have existed had you not gone after the leadership of the gangs. But the problem is, how do you not go after the leadership of the gangs? You just let them, you know, run their gangs? Yeah. But so, so again, this kind of finger-pointing, it's, it's easy to do, but it doesn't provide any concrete solutions. Yeah. And again, as far as I'm concerned, you, you, you can't remake neighborhoods, okay? That's true. It's very oh, hard. No, 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 wait, you, no, 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 they do. Gentrification actually does remake neighborhoods. I mean, that, that has happened throughout the city of Chicago. Look at what's happened in certain parts of the west side. Gentrification is starting. Certain parts of the south side, gentrification is starting. So gentrification can remake a neighborhood. Okay, I don't disagree with that, okay? Yeah. But that's a very long process. It is. Okay? And the very poor people get displaced get displaced by the gentrifiers, right? Yeah. So they're going to go somewhere. They're still poor. They're still not educated. They're still impoverished, culturally as well as educationally. But, but again, and again, you're not going to like this, but the proliferation of guns I, I, in this city, in this country, is not. And, Joe, it's guess not. what? i got to go to break, but I'm definitely going to address right. that when I come back from break. Because... because um, when you say the proliferation of guns, uh, yeah, but get, get, <laughs> I got to go to break. I'm sorry, but I'm going to address that when I get back from break. Thanks so much for calling, Joe. Right. You listen to the Sean Thompson Show. We'll be right back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Here we go back. This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson along with my friend Mark Vargas of the hit Sunday night show. Mark my words with Mark Vargas. You know, I wanna I wanna quickly address before we, we, we talk to Nick Richmond, president and CEO of Matrix uh, Home Solutions, um actually the studio that we're sitting in. I want I wanna address a few things. In my opinion, there are not enough law-abiding gun owners in the city of Chicago. Chicago doesn't have enough guns in it. Cook County doesn't have enough guns in it. Chicago does not have a gun violence issue. Chicago has a gang and drug violence issue. Guns are inanimate objects. Guns cannot shoot anybody. You look out, 
I'm I'm so sorry, Joe. I, I you 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 want to know the solutions? Shut down all of the open drug markets. Change out all of the woke leaders. You know, allow police to police. Change out all of the judges who continuously allow these people to be, to be let out. Vote Kim Fox out. Bring in somebody like an Anita Alvarez. Anita Alvarez was a very good state's attorney for Cook County, but she got run out on the rails because of Laquan McDonald, which wasn't her issue. It was the former uh, mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel's issue. It wasn't the superintendent's issue. It wasn't, it wasn't her issue. It was literally Rahm Emanuel because he knew he had an election coming up, and he hit that tape. So you want to know how we do that? That's how we do that. Bring more guns and bring more law-abiding gun owners into Cook County and, 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 and remove a lot of those restrictions you have because they all know all these criminals and thugs, they, one thing they know, they know the soft areas. They know schools. They know the, the, the public transportation, things of that issue. So this is up my wheelhouse. When I served in the General Assembly, I was myself and Eddie, Eddie Sullivan, we were the chief Republican negotiators on all things Second Amendment. I served on, 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 on committees dealing with, you know, gun running and, and things of that nature in Chicago. You know, gun running is a big business. I agree with you there. But guess what? We don't have enough people of, 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 with, with guns in the city of Chicago. Remove those restrictions. Stop allowing these people to be victims. They don't have to be victims of gun violence, of gun, of gun shootings in Chicago. They simply don't. But it's because of this weak wokeism of leaders that, we, that, that they've elected that continue to allow them to be affected by this crap. Wish it was a podcast so I could say other things. I'm sorry. Mark, can you go ahead? You, yeah. Bring our buddy on. <laughs> here, here we go. John, John's on fire. But, uh, John, we're going to pause because joining us live on the line from Naples, Florida, is the founder and CEO of Matrix Home Solutions and the founder of Freedom Initiative, now the sponsor of my show, Mark My Words, Mr. Nick Richmond. Nick, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. How are you? Hey, good, guys. How are What's you? What's up, Nicky? Good. Hey, how you doing, John? You got it, so, buddy. Mark? Nick, we wanted to bring you on because we know you've got a massively successful home remodeling company. But my goodness, man! First question is: You and your family safe there in Florida? Yes, we are. We we managed to get out of here just in the nick of time. Pardon the pun, but uh, <laughs> put the family on my my family and I. We jumped on a flight from Fort Lauderdale back to Chicago got them safe and sound and turned back around and came right back down to tend to the, uh, tend to the catastrophe down here. Tell, so what, what's going on? Uh, what did you come home to or what did you see? I know you've got a place there uh, on the intracoastal with the boat. Uh, what did you witness there as Hurricane Ian barreled through Naples? Uh, I mean, unbelievable is the only way to describe it. I never would have thought that my house would be essentially underwater. We probably had five or six feet of standing water in the house. Wow. The, the, the water got as high as the roof line in the back of the house. Um, you know, all of our belongings and our furniture, and it's probably a total loss, quite candidly. Um, but that's, you know, I'm just one of thousands of people probably, or at least, you know, hundreds that are in the same same position right now down here. And it just... You know, I had a bad feeling um, that it might turn this way and hit Naples, and and it did. And it's uh, it's just 
it's I can't even describe to you what it feels like. Wow, how are the kids doing, Nick? With all this, what, could you? How are they? How are they adapting to, you know, with leaving Florida and, and and hearing about all of the the damage? And I I saw um what's his name uh, C. Stephen Tucker from Health Insurance Mentors. He posted a picture of an alligator. That wasn't in your house, was it? Uh, <laughs> no, there might be one in my pool right now, but I'm not I'm not going to jump in there to find out. Um, <laughs> but there was certainly, you know, it was just, it's just it was wild and um. You know, I had friends that stayed here. They weren't expecting for it to be this bad, and they wound up being, you know, house-locked and trapped in their homes. And, um, you know, a good friend of mine who kind of helps us out a lot and cares for our homes down here and worked with me for a long time, he, he was here. He had to go up to the second floor of his home just to avoid, you know, being underwater. And um, I'm sure it was very scary for the people who were here. Luckily, we were we were gone, and we got out of here, but... Um, you know, the aftermath again is just unbelievable. You see docks, Mark. You've been out, my, you know, you've been out here plenty in my backyard and out, out with me on the boat and stuff. And I mean, we got docks just randomly, wow. you know, in the middle of the bay out here, and boats that are in parking lots. <laughs> it's just wow. the craziest thing. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. Um, what What's next, Nick? Because I can imagine for insurance, I mean, they're getting thousands of phone calls. But for you, what's the process? You know, getting a hold of someone, getting a hold of a company to mitigate right now is pretty much impossible. I'm lucky that I have some really good friends down here that are happy to pitch in. I had quite a few people come today, and we just basically, literally as we speak, I'm still here pulling everything out of the house, trying to figure out what's salvageable, what's garbage. Um, Just clearing out the house is the first step, getting the water out of here, drying everything out. You know, I'll probably get in here tomorrow and start cutting out the drywall i'm basically doing all the remediation on my own because there's you know there's not enough manpower down here to take care of it so it's just i'm wow. doing what i gotta do it also helps to own a company called matrix home solutions doesn't it yeah <laughs> well i wish i had some of my, i need some of my crews down here right now i'm, I'm definitely uh i'm definitely feeling an appreciation a restored appreciation for all my my hard-working uh laborers out there because i'm i'm doing it as we speak um get rolling up my sleeves and get my hands dirty here but uh it is what it is i mean i just gutted this home and remodeled it just pretty much finished it recently and now we're about to have to do it all over again so yeah you know you 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 heard it is what uh, it is. you heard ron DeSantis call out you know he's not into being in the in the petty politics what is it like to mm. to, to 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 be in a, in a state where you have a leader who knows how to lead oh man i mean DeSantis is in my opinion is the reason we're here He's the reason so many people are here that have, you know, came from blue states to, to, you know, find a happy home and a place where they can live free. And DeSantis has provided that. And, and, and as such, the state's been thriving. And, you know, now we're about to see the resolve of all those people and how quickly we can and masterfully we can build everything back here. You know, and, and DeSantis is, uh, he's an unbelievable leader. I think he's the best in the country. Um, and, it's just a shame to see how the left is trying to politicize this, and they wanted to get into the, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the the topic of like global uh, yeah. climate change and all this other stuff. It's like, how do you have the nerve to even bring that up right now? Um, for DeSantis, you know, for for Biden to, to delay in calling DeSantis and to delay in getting involved and to be cheap with the the relief he's trying to provide and everything else, it's just unbelievable. After we printed and distributed 
trillions of dollars to all these ridiculous things, and now we have people down here who are truly suffering and we can't get real help. That just goes to show what we're up against right now, the war that we're in. Well, Nick Richmond, you know, thanks for taking a, a quick break from uh, what's a devastating scene there in Naples and in your home. My thoughts, Our thoughts and our prayers are with you, your family, and everyone in Naples as you uh, begin to rebuild uh, there. We're so glad that you are safe. Uh, exactly. And, and we will talk to you soon, my friend. I appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate it. I look forward to having you guys down here hopefully soon once everything gets put back together. And we'll, we'll yeah. cheers to that. Cheers to what life is all about. You know, you get kicked yeah. down, you got to get back up and keep fighting. That's it. So. I still got to do my maiden voyage down there. I still haven't had my main maiden voyage down there. Too. Hey, you know what? My, my boat, my boat, the most important thing, my boat survived, John Anthony, yeah. and it's sitting here waiting for you, my friend. All right. Sounds good, Nick. Thanks so much for joining us, brother. <laughs> You listen to all right, guys. all right, brother. You listen to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson show. At AM five sixty, the answer. AM five sixty, the answer. Uh oh. Heat gonna drop. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson show. Yeah, I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. He's Mark Vargas, host of Mark by Words with Mark Vargas, heard every Sunday from 7 to 9. You know, Mark, you know, uh, who's going to have on the show? What are your final thoughts? Well, my uh, my big guest for Sunday night is going to be Paul Manafort, Trump's yeah. former campaign manager who went to prison uh, and Trump pardoned him. And so he's got a uh, new book out, Political Prisoners. We'll be talking about that. Nice. you got to send him my way when you're done with him. I all right? will, of course. Sounds good. Final thoughts? No, man, it's always an honor to host this show with you, yeah. and Sean's got such great listeners. And a big thank you to Sean and Pete and Carlene for yeah. uh, allowing us to come in yes. and, and substitute. Yes. Pinch hit. You know, um, Pistol Pete, thank you. Bunny, thank you. You know, I really love this country, and I'm going to steal a page out of Mark Levin's book because I really believe that we have to fight for this country. Don't give up on this country. Don't give up on this state. If you're living in any other blue states, fight for it. I'm telling you, awaken the people because guess what? Until we, we guess what? They have to respond to us. We are the power, not them. And I want to, I want to end the show. I know Sean normally does um, the national anthem, but I'm still in one out of Mark Levin's book, America, baby, the beautiful. Let's go.
success Be nobleness And ever again divine And you know when I was in school We used to sing it something like this Listen here Just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.